4: I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate.
5: I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. Buenos dias, Carolina. Y buenos dias, Honey German. It is so good to see you today. Now, I do look a little bit different, and I know we're going to get into that in a minute, but how are you Mm -hmm. feeling on this fine day? I'm feeling amazing.
4: Are you? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I've been feeling really, really good lately. You know, it's crazy because it's like the healthier I get, the better I feel. And I never thought that would be possible because I always felt like I look good. I feel good. But now it's like a different feel good and look good. Yeah, but you've like made the lifestyle changes, though. That's the reason why I feel. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a daily thing now. It's not, you know, 30 pounds in 30 days anymore. The before me, you know, it was always like crash diet. You know, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. Desde chiquita, my mom was like, "Ponte a dieta. Tu tá comiendo demasiado. Ay, Dios mío, tu gorda." You know, mm-hmm. I've always, I've always been a big girl. Just now, I feel like I caught the right rhythm and the right wave. During the pandemic,
5: how is everything with you? Because I know, like, you do yoga, you do Pilates. Oh, well, and- I used to. I you- used to. But, you know, well, after I noticed a big shift for you, I want to focus on you really quickly because I did notice that after, you know, your situation happened with your Mm -hmm. stroke and everything, Mm -hmm. were you giving guidance from your doctors? Because I started noticing you posting your breakfast that Noonie was making you, you would get like almonds and yogurt Um, and fresh fruit. Yeah. It was like a combination of the doctors
4: and me realizing that I can heal myself through foods. I was always like online, like, you know. The stroke is a brain injury. So I then I started um foods that help with your brain nutrition and brain function. Mm-hmm. And then it, I just started to just do that only. Cause I was like, okay, I gotta heal myself. I gotta heal my brain. So then it was just like, okay, you gotta eat a lot of salmon, you gotta eat berries. So I kind of like adopted a diet that would help me heal myself from the stroke and decided that, you know, I wasn't gonna poison myself in any which way because how I look, you know, having a stroke, which did not happen for health reasons. You know, I want to put that out there. I did not have high blood pressure. I did not have diabetes. I was not an unhealthy person. You know, it was just a freak accident. The only thing they were able to link it to was birth control. They couldn't find anything else. So crazy. I didn't have heart problems, nothing. When I was being transported, because, you know, I went to a rehab. When I was being transported from the hospital to the rehab, can you believe the EMS worker said, okay, now time to take care of your health? I'm like, you fucking asshole. You don't even know why I had a fucking stroke. And you're over here telling me I was being unhealthy. Right. <laughs> just take me where you need to take me. He
5: diagnosed you on the ride. You know what so I mean? It's like pissed at this you guy. You don't know my history. You, you don't, don't know what happened. You I know? guess he assumed
4: like, okay, stroke, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, poor diet. I guess right. he just made all these types of assumptions. I'm like, first of all, I was a healthy person and I still am. I decided I wasn't going to poison my body or my brain.
5: And I was just going to try to heal myself because food heals. Absolutely. <laughs> Naturally too. You know, I've always been very health conscious. And like, I just think that over, over time, you know, I fell into the rut. Yes. I was having wine every night. And yes, then I was having like, you know, I was, I was indulging and in letting myself go a little bit, but I always do a good job of bringing myself back.
4: You know, yeah, like, it's not like you were at McDonald's getting the number two. No, with super-sized fries. You was have yeah. a, a glass of wine, but you know what? You're a female, you're a mom, you're a working woman. A glass of wine every now and then, you know, you didn't say a bottle of wine. Then no, I
5: would, no, I, would, I mean, some nights a bottle, yes, when I was crying and I would be like, you know, my tears it would make it salty. You know what I'm talking about. If you were crying in sleeping? your wine, oh, please forget it. Like, you know, I'm like crying. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? But like, no, you know, the one thing that I did do was I evaluated, okay. I'm 43 years old. I had my breast implants put in, in 2003. And I went for a mammogram, um, what well, I go every year, but, um, at this point I went for a mammogram and The person who was doing my mammogram told me, she was like, you know, it looks like your implants have some wear and tear. You may want to look into getting them replaced. And she's like, how long have you had them? And I said, you know, I've had them for 17 years. This woman almost fell on the floor. She said, what? And I I said, yeah. I almost fell on the floor
4: right now because I know it's like a certain amount of time and it's not 17 years, woman.
5: Well, no, you know what? They actually do say either 10 years, you should go for like a tune up or- that's when there's enough. wear and tear, you know, so I just said, you know, I had not first of all, about- so, what the hell has Mark been doing with these tetas that you got? Wear and tear? <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what it is having kids, coming oh, out of having kids, breastfeeding, all of that junk, you know, right, and so fine, fine. we Mark, knew my that, bag. like, yeah, no, but that's okay. No, he did tear it up a little bit, but um, but no, I we knew that we weren't going to be having any more children, and then after that mammogram, I said, you know, I really have to focus on me, like, I have to focus on me making time for this, but again, and I hate, you know, I don't want you guys thinking that like all we're talking about is a pandemic, but like, this is the reality of our last year and so a half, well, you know, I feel like we're still in a damn pandemic, Carolyn,
4: no I was watching good day, New York and the school in Harlem went remote, mad kids with COVID.
5: Like, oh, that was over. weeks ago.
6: Yeah, no, over. I know.
5: Yeah. It's just crazy. You know, and like every day we're going to be hearing stories, you know, and, and people are just trying to get back on track. So this you is know, during the pandemic that you this- went to get the mammogram? Yeah, this was right at like the beginning, and I said I'm not missing my mammogram. I said, you know what? No matter what, I know there was like storms and everything. I remember we had no power, and I was like, I couldn't even call to see if my appointment was still on. I was like, forget it. I'm just showing up. After that, I had to talk with the lady, and then I thought to myself, you know what? I really do. I should focus on myself and get these out if they're really like you know in bad shape. So I went to my doctor. By the way, he's not paying for this. I paid full price for my tetas, uh, Doctor Tutella over in New Jersey. And I had him evaluate me. And he just said, look, he goes, I want you to do me a favor. He's like, I know that this is going to make you uncomfortable, but I want you to at least see three other surgeons. He's like, see three other people get their opinions. Why? And because he, he basically said he doesn't want anybody coming to him, you know, uninformed, you know? So he wanted to make sure that okay. I felt the most comfortable with him
1: that, something you know, was
5: happening like something bad. No, no, not okay. at all. And so, um, so I ended up going to a bunch of different doctors and I decided to go with him. I said, you know, this is time. Like I feel comfortable with you. You always make me feel at ease. And you know, I ended up getting my breast implants replaced and I got a little lift, you know, because mom was 43 and I needed to get these girls perked up, you know, you got the 13 year old that does now. No girl. I got the, like, I got the 28 year old ones now, <laughs> okay, you know, they, 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 they're not really like up to my chin, but they're kind of like, they're realistic. My headlights are straight they're pointing in the right direction you know um were you scared changing them like what if he picked the wrong size were you shook because i would be shook you know what i first of all I had to go during, and I was more scared, honestly, to go to the hospital during the pandemic, because I said to my husband, I go, I'm literally going in and like, I got it. You're in and out you, I went to recovery. They let me come home. And at that point in time, going to any place and visiting it was giving me anxiety. You know what I mean? Imagine DK. Oh my God. I died fixing my implants as that was going to go on my damn tombstone. Right. I know, and that's what I said. But it was also like it was a necessity. Like after 17 years, they were just like. And then I began thinking to myself, you know, throughout this time, everybody kept saying, "Oh well, when the pandemic is over. Oh well, when the pandemic is over." And so I kept saying to myself, "What if I have to go back to work?" And I never got this done. And I had the opportunity to recuperate at home, you know. So I was in a hurry to just get it done because we work in the city. I was like, "I'm not trying to go and wear a seatbelt on my new girls," and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's- like even driving or carrying a hand. you can't do none of that right yeah totally so um you know I did it am I glad I did it 1 million percent I'm so glad like I feel more comfortable now but like there were girls that were going in and getting full body makeovers during the pandemic because they didn't have to be out and about they had full time to recover yeah I saw
4: a report that said plastic surgery was way up during the pandemic because it's like you know whoever had that money was like fuck it nobody's gonna see me I'm gonna be laid up at home let's just do it now
5: And not just women, men, even men were going in and getting like facelifts or getting like their calves done. I saw something I I was like, who even thinks to get their calves done? But then again, like, listen, I've seen some bad legs on these men. (laughs) chicken littles. Yeah. I know
4: somebody who definitely would benefit from some calf implants.
5: Yes. No. So it's like, you know what? I took that time and I said to myself, like, this is where I'm going to like really focus on me. I only had to miss one day on the air, which is wow. That's
4: amazing. Carolina.
5: I had it done on a Thursday. So I missed on Friday. I was back downstairs in my seat doing the show on Monday.
4: Uh, Let me ask you a question. Who did you want to kill? Who jumped on you or who hit your boobs by mistake? And you were like, you. Did oh the dog did gosh. the dog
5: jump on you? The you freaking sum- dog, dude. And by the way, her name is Reina. She does Reina. not act I like a love queen. It. She is a monster, you know, she's but, um, beautiful. That's my dream dog. She really is. But, you know, I will say this, like she has kept me active throughout this pandemic. I'm not even kidding. Cause every day she's a big dog. She's a German shepherd. If you guys haven't seen her go to my Instagram, uh, at the real Carolina, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful dog, but she is. Feisty. You know what I mean? Like she needs a lot of attention. She's a puppy, right? Yeah, she's a puppy. So, like, you know, I said to my husband, I was like, I can't do anything. I need you to get, like, you know, come home, walk the dog like during your lunch hour. Sure enough, he can't make it one time because a client of his was late. And who has to take the dog out? Me. And what did she do? Like, I swear she pulled the leash so hard. And this is when she was a puppy. So it's like, you've got to make sure that when you do things like this, that you like think about yourself and say, no. I am not going to be the person that you can count on at this time. I need to figure out my stuff. I need to count on me alone. You know what I mean? And like, that was a really difficult thing for me to do. Cause I'm so used to taking care of everybody. No,
4: I can imagine. I know with the boobs, it's like, I had a breast reduction probably like six, seven years ago. And Jesus, I couldn't do anything for a long time. Yeah. I was like, uh. Anything. I remember I was taking a train, and I was like, "If somebody bumps into me today, is gonna be a the day that I fight somebody on this subway."
5: <laughs> today is when you choose violence, uh, and we don't want to ever choose violence. But I yes. want,
4: I want that button. Violence, <laughs> more violence. <laughs>
6: Make Mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand.
1: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
6: My best hopes...
3: I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it.
7: I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the
1: impression that you don't
7: feel like
6: you've done everything right as a father. Is that true?
1: That's true, and I'm not offended by that.
3: Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them.
7: Oh, well, Thank God for the limits.
5: but honey you look so good and like tell us about what your routine has been because i can see that you've incorporated more fitness you're taking care of your you know what you eat what you're consuming well yeah no definitely
4: i consume only mostly foods that can nourish the body it's a weird thing but i think of it when i'm eating it like is this poisoning me or is this like spreading all over me like a strawberry it's being good a blueberry it's it's being good or a French fry. Is it poisoning me? Is it hindering my recovery? It was physical and it was, it was mental. mental. So it's like I had to think about both. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you have a stroke, the brain forgets you have an arm and you have a leg. The brain forgets about the, the side of your body that is affected, which for me was my left. So it's like I needed my brain to be in optimal health, not just, you know, regular health. Like, if I tell you the amount of things I've done to try to recover fully, I even did oxygen therapy, like where they put you in a pressurized tank, the tank. Yeah, yeah. I did months of that. So it's like I couldn't be doing all that and then eating fast food. Mm -hmm. Impossible. Like, why am I spending thousands and thousands of dollars on these, you know, holistic approaches? And then I'm going to be eating trash food. Hell no. So it's just like everything I consume, I try for it to be, you know, nutritious and, you know, just beneficial towards me as a person. That in conjunction with the physical therapy, which sometimes would be six, 12 hours a week, it depended. Wow. Some days I would do physical therapy for two, three hours a day. So So that's what really propelled me to like lose the excess weight that I did not need because I was working all day trying to build muscles. You know, the muscles on the left side of my body just shut down. Like when you turn off a car. So I had to get them all back in order. So it required, you know, a lot of hours in the gym, a lot of hours with personal trainers, physical therapists. So my life, you know, for nine months until right now is mostly, you know, recovering, working out, physical therapy. And it's like, yeah, I would do the treadmill on 2.0, but when you're so weak, that's tough. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's waste a lot of calories. That's what happened. You know, it's just me trying to get better, me trying to recover, led to, you know, the best version of me. I'm like, damn, I haven't been like, I'm like 148 pounds. I haven't been this since I was 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? And at one point, you know, people that know me know I was heavy. At one point I was 230 pounds. (sighs) And then I went on a health kick, you know, I lost weight. Like I've lost the weight throughout the years, but now during the pandemic and after the stroke, I dropped 30 pounds. I don't celebrate it because it wasn't like, wow, look at me. I got snatched. You know, it was just like, I had to Work my ass off to be able to walk again. And in turn, I lost this weight. So it's it's a weird
5: thing. It's like bittersweet.
4: Yeah. You know, because I'm so happy I lost all this weight, but I'm not happy because of what happened that how you had to,
5: yeah. The, the, The the course of events that made you have to make that change. So it's like I want to and I want to post cute pictures and I want to get all these outfits, but I'm
4: like bitch, you lost this damn weight because you had to learn how to walk again. Relax, calm down.
5: It's not that serious. You'll but be that's fine. okay, too, though. But that I is know. a celebration of who you are. You shouldn't be so critical, you know? Like, I mean, you should take those moments to really put yourself out there and shine because you've earned it. I know, but then I, I feel weird. Like, you
4: didn't lose this weight because you went to the gym when you were, you know, able and fit. And when you should have gone to the gym, this is because you had to fight for your life that you ended up losing this damn weight. So mm-hmm. it makes me feel a little weird. Cause I'm like, yo, I could have been like this my whole life if I wouldn't have been so lazy or if I wouldn't have not gave priority to me and my health. So it's weird. I will, I'll put a little snatch of picture every, every now and then, but I don't really take pictures that much now either, Carolina. I still don't feel comfortable.
5: That's going to take time. You know, I think it is. And I think that maybe people listening right now think, to themselves like oh well honey had a team of people honey had physical therapists and she had this and she had that but you know what it's like but now, honey had more to do it herself, herself. Right. forget
4: forget the, these people my body was dead on one side getting on a treadmill i had to use a harness to use a treadmill because i physically could not hold myself up
5: so it's like yeah i had a team of people but you have an able body how about that It was like some Iron Man shit. They had you in like harnesses and stuff, and they had you like hooked up to all of these different machines and monitoring you. Like, seriously.
4: Everything. But you know what? It was just the will, the will to want to get better and the will to want to be healthy again and to have my life again. You know, it was none of those people could have put that in here or in here. You know, they couldn't put that in my heart. You know, there's people that have strokes and never get back up. They just say, fuck it. It is what it is. I'm -hmm. in a wheelchair now. And, you know, so it's not, it's not the people around you. It's your fight. It's the fight, you know, that you have to really be better to get better and to live a better life. So it's like anything that anyone is going through, you know, if you're listening right now, if you put your mind to it and I know it's like, oh, easier said than done. Well, guess what? I did it. So you can't tell me easier said than done. Mm -hmm. If I did it, you can do it too. You know, whatever it is that you're going through,
5: you're just, Every day, work a little bit
4: and you'll wake up a year later. and I'm like, oh shit, look at this,
5: I got better. I just want to point out for the record that, you know, Honey's talking about learning how to walk again, how to move her arms. I just talked about getting new titties, guys. That's all I'm here for. I mean, I'm I'm bringing the substance, everybody. (laughs) I want you all to know. No, I'm just messing around. But it's the truth. I mean, look at what you, you know, you're learning how to do things again. But like mentally, this is something that you just hit on. And I think that that's true your mental strength and my own mental strength, I'll tell you in of different course. ways. You now, know what I Carolina, mean? Because- first of all, we didn't touch too much about the fact that you battled
4: COVID, you know, like you didn't tell me about your symptoms. Oh, that or- shit was
5: crazy. You guys, or how
4: scared you were, Carolina. I am scared. I'm terrified of catching COVID. How did you feel when that
5: test came back positive? Well, first of all, I was furious because i had been so careful i lost friendships during covid for real because like you know what it is i'm not a hypocrite and i'm not saying and i'm just like always you guys know we keep it all the way real with you here um i had some friends that were like oh no i'm not going out i'm not doing this but then they would have like a play date with six of their kids friends over and the moms would stay and they'd have wine and i like I just wasn't doing anything to put myself or my family in jeopardy. And I said, the biggest risk that we took as a family was having Mark go into work every day because I was truly keeping my little nest. I never wanted anybody to kind of penetrate that like safety wall that I had put up for me and my children. But then I just remember when I got it, I was so upset because I was like, I was heartbroken actually because I felt like I did all the right things. I did everything I was supposed to do. Like, why is this happening to us? And then I went into super mom mode. I had kids that had 103 fever. So the boys had it, you had it, Mark, everybody. All of us, we all ended up getting it. And when I tell you as a person who's asthmatic and was very afraid to get it, I am grateful to sit here and say to you today that in my head, it was much scarier than it actually was but I don't want that to to lessen the effect of like what I went through because it was awful. It was 10 days of aches, pains, not being able to breathe, being short, or short of breath, losing all of my taste, which was just like for me, you know, I cook all the time for my kids. And I remember we ordered Greek food and I looked at my husband across the table and I just started crying. I said, I can't taste anything. He said, wow. what? And I said, I, I just, I said, there's nothing there. And I lost my taste. It took me a couple of months to get it back. And that's what? why I say it's Month? like Months. Oh, and yeah. i was doing i was looking up on the internet like you know you, people were saying like burnt orange peels uh, you're trying sina. to get it back on your own everything i could yes because it was just like you know i'm like no i want my taste i want my smell i couldn't smell anything and like, think about it one of the most comforting things at night when i lay with my babies we have our nighttime routine i lay in bed with them with mark we say our prayers and we go to bed and something that I do, it's I give them both kisses on their forehead and I just take a big whiff, like, cause they've already been Aww. bathed. And, you know, I smell my babies. I was like, so upset about the fact that I, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what if I don't get it back? Cause you know, there are people with these long standing yeah. symptoms that are still, you know, the long haulers, you know, yeah. my older brother had COVID and he still has a cough. Yeah. He had COVID COVID last year. The lingering cough. Yeah, no, it was brutal. But you know what? I just say to myself, mentally, after what we have been through, I feel like I can take on a lot more. I feel like I'm like, okay, I don't want to welcome it. But like, I'm very proud of the way that we came through this whole thing as a family, but me as a woman, just me speaking you know, for myself. I, I actually was very surprised at the resilience that I had, how you could be a hundred and have 103 fever, feel like total shit and still take care of your family. You know, it was very challenging, but I'm glad that we got through it together.
6: Mother's day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint.
1: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Yo, that's amazing. One of my biggest fears still is getting COVID. So like, you know, the fact that you were able to you know, it's still function
5: as a mom, you got to find a way the kids are hungry, you got to figure it out, you know, like, I mean, and it wasn't like we were getting deliveries. And God bless my friends, we were getting deliveries at the door, people were sending soup, they were sending a bunch of stuff to us. And even just to warm it up in a pan was a lot for me. You know what I mean? Like, and then I have to do the dishes after and stuff. And so it's like, I'm not yeah, going to like physically popped. It's like, yo, you're battling COVID, but you still got to feed your family. You do. And that's, and that's the reality of it. And also kind of like modeling for your children, when life gets you down, you got to push through it. You know, I said to my husband, I go, we can't have them living in squalor. Like we got to clean up. Like I said to them, like, come on guys, let's go, you know? And at the end of the day, I think that they now realize like the reason why mommy was so crazy about them not going out. Like they realized it after they're like, wow, mommy COVID is serious.
4: Yeah. It's, it's not that mom was overreacting, you know?
5: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And so, you know, I think that there are many things that I've come out of this, like looking back and like, you know, we started the conversation with like talking about my plastic surgery, which, you know, was a necessary thing. It was not just for cosmetic reasons and like, you know, and then just Realizing <laughs>
4: medically, like, you have to get them replaced. Oh, for sure. certain amount of years, right?
5: Yeah. But in the big picture though, it's like, you know, you look at, at everything that you've gone through and I don't know, I just, I really encourage women because, you know, I think we have a lot of people who listen, you know, we might have a handful of guys who listen to, which I totally appreciate. Maybe it gives you perspective into what your wife or your girlfriend or your mom or your sisters are feeling. And I love that. I just definitely think that we, as women need to stop down and take that time and say, nope, I'm going to do this for me.
4: And that's exactly what I did. You have to, especially like in Latina households, you know, la mamá siempre is the one that's always cocinando, limpiando, trabajando. Es you un know,
5: sacrificio. And that's what exactly. they say. Mm-hmm. It's
4: like one thing I, you know, I love about Dominican women that it's like, yo, all week we kill ourselves. But guess what? Saturday after that house is cleaned, or even if the house is not clean, we're going to get our hair done. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. And that little act of self-care, even if it's once a week, is important and, you know, means something. Especially to moms, you know? Yeah. They they do so much.
5: And you know what? No, there was something that we were talking about before um, Mm -hmm. that I did want to touch back on, you know, because like we were talking about you getting your, you know, your nutrition and your workouts and your physical strength back. And, you know, we we're talking about me and it's like taking inventory of where you are at is important. And how many times do you do that? Think about it because I don't do it enough. I'm just going through my day where it's, I'm just kind of like a steamrolling through things. You got to stop and take a minute and say like, where am I at? What can I work on for me? What's going to make me feel better, you know? And there are so many resources now. So for example, for people who want to eat better. Honestly, this is something that I do all the time. It's one of my little hacks. Like whatever I want to grow in, I go to social media. And this is where I think it's so important for us to share, whether it's a struggle or a success, it is so important to like be able to go on there and I'll put in a hashtag even if it's hashtag healthy eating. And I'll start seeing different accounts like of people who practice healthy eating or like people who can come up with a meal plan for you. You don't necessarily have to pay you for these not. things anymore, but you've got to put in the time and the research. And that's where it's really going to show up on whether or not you want to do this. Now, for sure. Like, I love me a hashtag, you know, I'll put hashtag
4: brain foods and mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll look. And even if it's a graphic, you know, which is pictures of uh, there it is. Okay. So I need to eat dark chocolate. Okay. I need blueberries. I need salmon, you know walnuts,
5: your omega threes. There you I go. See, girl, no, I'm serious
4: though. Even with a, a simple hashtag, you can find some guidance in whatever area it is that, you know, that you feel like you're lacking or you want to, you want to improve. Social media can
5: be your friend too. I want to encourage people to do that, you know, because there may be people listening right now that want to make that change and they just don't know how to do it. So, you know, that's where I say uh, hashtag home workout. If you don't have, if you don't have a gym, if you can't afford a trainer, because let's face it, they're expensive. And a lot of people are watching their money right now, especially after, you know, the past year and a half hashtag at-home workouts. You will get your at-home workouts where you can switch it up, you know? Girl, YouTube, you, they have, I have this one girl that I follow. She does the most
4: amazing, like, you know, 10 minute at-home workouts. It doesn't need to be that deep. If you got YouTube on a tablet, you can even put YouTube on your TV. You know, these smart TVs are amazing now.
5: Have you guys checked out Isaac Boots? I want to get Isaac Boots on this show. Have you checked out Isaac boots? Oh no. my gosh. I used to watch his videos. He would go live at like 11 AM on Instagram. And I was like, Oh hell no. Nobody bothered me right now. Isaac boots is on. I'm trying to work on my tushy. Cause you that guys know fun. I don't have a butt, but yeah, I don't get me started on butts. A- <laughs> I got my pancake booty over here, but Isaac boots would offer a class 11 AM every day. I don't know if he does it anymore because honestly, like now that I'm like, in work okay. mode. He is amazing. His, you guys, his he looks energy. hilarious and oh, it's, he's
4: outside with this dog everywhere. I already love him. Follow.
5: And he has these like workouts, he has these little uh, weights that you can put on. And so you never know what you can discover. And that's what I really want people to focus on, you know, so even if you've been brought up using, you know, uh, mantequilla or aceite and, you know, cooking all of your stuff in that, there are ways that you can find those alternatives and we want to help you find those resources. Carolina,
4: my air fryer saved my life. I'll tell you that much. I don't eat it unless I can make it in the air fryer.
5: (laughs) Let me send you my salmon recipe, child, because send it, it is me. so good. I'm telling
4: I it, you, I make I it on least once on there a month. Too. Send yes. it to me
5: because, I, God, I have to eat that
4: every day. My husband will kill me if I, if I don't eat. Oh, you got to get back on your salmon shit. You know, he monitors everything I eat to make sure it's brain friendly.
5: Can we give a special shout out to my boy, Nooney, who you know, I just, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Yo, my Now, let, nah, let me tell
4: you, your boy really showed up and showed he out. He's he been- did. He's been absolutely amazing, you know, and we got to talk about that, you know, in a different episode. Choose your damn spouse right, cause when shit goes down, bro, that is who's gonna hold you down. You better not be out here wasting time with these fuckboys, because if you marry him, he gonna be the same exact person when shit goes down and you fucked up in the hospital
5: preach honey that is going to be the next topic for real because we got to talk i mean there are a lot of fools out there acting up and we need to get you girls like you you need to be treated with the respect and honor that you deserve and we're going to touch that next time but if you guys have questions send them to us we our social media account is at li spanglish or you could also just send them to us dm us directly at the real carolina or i am honey german Mm -hmm. And then also we're going to answer your questions. We'll go to the salon. We'll answer whatever questions that you may have had over these past couple of months. We're ready for them and we want to answer them for you. So, and you guys know we're super transparent and whatever you guys want to know,
4: you know, we're here to serve it up.
5: Absolutely. Like, and subscribe so that you guys can hear the next episodes. We want you to be a part of it. It's life in Spanglish and honey and I, we are so glad to be back with you. So definitely make sure you check us out. Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network.
7: Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en, en riesgo, riesgo de, contraer de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para Para la prescripción completa, llama al 1855 visita
0: en Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A. and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For.